0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday or Thursday. Dan on the Dan and Dan Patrick Show. I was just talking to Tyler about Meat Friday, and I'm not sure what to have tomorrow. We've been talking food most of the morning, or at least a good portion during the commercial breaks here. And uh, I was just telling Tyler that uh, he's free to whatever he wants to prepare for Meat Friday. I'm leaving it up to him. It's a wild card Friday. But we still have Thursday to tend to. By the way, I saw this story yesterday on the bottom line. And it said WFAA in Dallas is saying, hey, Dallas could be the backup plan if the Super Bowl has to move out of Los Angeles. Now, they treated it like it was breaking news. I didn't, I'm not the alarmist here. I didn't, you know, look at this as, oh, my God. It was just, they always have a contingency plan for the Super Bowl. Always. But that's not how it was presented yesterday. It was, hey, if uh, you know, these COVID cases uh, keep going up, you could have the Super Bowl moving out of Los Angeles. Hey, you can't have fans in the stands. I, I, I'm not creating this. But people in the know are reaching out to us just to say, hey, Super Bowl is not moving. I, uh, I just heard from the president of the Los Angeles Sports and Entertainment Commission. Send an email to the show. Super Bowl is not moving to Dallas. Please make sure you know, Dan, that it's standard operating procedure every week of games to have backup venues. All plans are 100% a go for Super Bowl in L.A. Catherine, I appreciate you reaching out to the show. I'm not here to mislead the audience. I just told you what was presented yesterday that gave the appearance of breaking news. That Jerry Jones in Dallas will host the Super Bowl if you can't have it uh, in Los Angeles. That's all. I don't know what the contingency plans are for each Super Bowl, but every Super Bowl has to have a backup plan. Always. Remember Minnesota when the roof came in, fell in? Imagine if that was during Super Bowl week. Then the NFL needs a backup plan. I don't know if it would have been Lambeau or Soldier Field, but you would have had backup plans. And the backup plan for Los Angeles apparently is Dallas. We'll talk to Mike Florio about this. But, Catherine, uh, thank you for uh, reaching out, the president and CEO, and letting us know. Super Bowl's not moving to Dallas. Well, no, not right now. Yeah, Paulie?
1: Dan, 21 hours ago, WFAA down in Dallas – posted the story and it says breaking the WFA has confirmed that the NFL has reached out to AT&T Stadium to check on its availability as a possible backup for the 2022 Super Bowl venue Arlington officials say the city is ready to host the game if needed it's treated as a breaking yes. news story yes. and something that's not standard procedure that's why people reacted to it yesterday
0: yes it is standard that's why it wasn't big news to me and I wasn't going to treat it as that but I did want to talk to Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk about this of you know, how do they decide on the contingency plan of if you're going to host a game in New Orleans, where's the backup plan? Or you're going to have a game in, you know, throw out Minnesota. What is the backup plan? But they do have to have this every single year. Yes. And there are all kinds of people that ran with
2: that. WFAA has confirmed the NFL is looking into venues other than SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Uh, So the NFL is looking to get out of California and go to Texas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: And that's why I wanted to have Florio on so we could quiet this down. But I'm not here to, you know, fan the flames and say that the Super Bowl is moving out of Los Angeles. To the contrary. I'm assuming it's full speed ahead. But the, the backup plan is Dallas. But, yeah, that, that was big on Twitter yesterday. And, and you know, it, it's clickbait really is what it was because when you're thinking oh my god what dallas is the backup plan in case the uh super bowl you know can't go on as scheduled in la yeah paul
1: in the wfa story there's one thing it says a source with the city of arlington tells wfa that city officials proactively and independently sent a message to the nfl in mid-december as covid cases spiked uh in los angeles and other places so in the story does say that the city of arlington didn't treat as standard procedure and volunteered for this at some point in the process. Yeah. Which Thank is you.
0: interesting. Yes. And and look, I, I appreciate hearing from people who are, you know, in in the know in Los Angeles and listening to this program. But I'm not here to fan the flames being an alarmist on this. This is something that was reported yesterday and it was treated as breaking news. No. Ah. <sighs> Yes, Paul.
1: I have a poll question on okay. this. More likely the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles <laughs> or the Super Bowl moves from Los Angeles to
0: Dallas. Boom, roasted. Uh, I think it's more likely that Dallas would host the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Yeah. Although, you know, Dallas is like the Rams. They're, like, There's dangerous teams. I just don't know if they can be consistent enough to win, win a couple of games in a row, win a game on the road. And, and it's really, it, you have to have a great three weeks to a month here. And I don't know if you're going to get consistent play out of Dak, uh, out of Matthew Stafford. You know, can Buffalo catch fire with Josh Allen? Like, there's, there's these teams that you go, wow, if they get on a roll, but I don't know if they can get on a, yes, Todd, what?
3: What if the Rams reach the Super Bowl and they don't get to host it? It gets moved to Dallas. Just like the Buccaneers <laughs> had a chance to play in Tampa. They lose home field because of this last-minute switch. All right.
0: Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right, <laughs> What's the poll question we're going with in the final line? Which of the following will happen
3: first? Kyrie plays a home game, 51%. Ben Simmons returns, 19%. Zion returns from injury, 16%. Deshaun Watson returns, 9%. AB plays, 5%.
0: Here's Kyrie Irving, who made his debut last night. He had 22 points. I thought he might play 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. He played over 30 minutes, had 22 points, and he talked about his first game of the year.
2: I've had a lot of debuts, but nothing comes close to this one. It, it just it meant a little bit more, uh, just because at this stage, you know, taking off eight months or or being out of the game for eight months and coming back in. There's so much uncertainty just how many minutes, you know, what's the flow of the game gonna be like, you know, how are my teammates gonna feel, and what's the game flow gonna be? Uh, you know you just don't have any idea. So I, I went in with the you know just a, just an open mindset just to ground myself, be
0: present and, and do whatever it, it takes to win. I think his next game is going to be in Portland, but then they're gonna have home games then he can't play. I don't know if he he looks at this opportunity and says, I don't want to pass up an opportunity to win a, another championship. I'm just going to get vaccinated. I don't know because, you know, with Kyrie, you're never quite sure. But you're going to have this start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And for Steve Nash, who is a relative newcomer to the coaching world, I mean, it's really tough to kind of alter your lineup here. I want Kyrie in the lineup, I want him playing as often as possible. But I don't know if rules will change in New York City. That could happen. But right now, Kyrie is uh, a roadshow. The Mavs and Warriors game was supposed to be must-see TV last night. And I tried. Uh, You had Luka. You had the Warriors, the NBA's best record. Dirk Nowitzki's number retired. And it became more about Dirk Nowitzki having his jersey retired because Golden State did not look good at all. Steph Curry did not look good at all. But it's easy to forget how great Dirk Nowitzki was. You know, he's quiet since his retirement, says he has no interest in coaching. But it was nice to see the Mavs go all out in honor Dirk, the former MVP, and playing his entire career in Dallas and one of the more influential players in NBA history. I wonder if this build-up to breaking the three-point record for Steph Curry has taken a toll on him. Because the past couple of games, he's not played well. And watching last night, there are times when he was in the game and you didn't know he was in the game. Um, and it wasn't a good game. And, and, you know, Luka had a nice night. But, you know, I, I just... I, I know that they got Clay Thompson coming back on Sunday. But it felt like... You know, Steph was never really in the game. And it wasn't a good game. It was an ugly game. But, you know, I kept kind of flipping back and forth because I thought, okay, maybe there's going to be some magic here. And that magic never, never uh, uh, really uh, appeared. Yeah, Paul.
1: I heard Steph Curry after the game last night on NBA TV and they asked him, do you know in warm ups that you may have an off night? And he goes, yeah. He goes, two nights ago, like the the first bad night he had, he goes, I wasn't feeling warm ups and it translated right through to the game. He goes, but tonight, he goes, I felt great in warm ups and my warm up routine was great. And then as soon as the game started, it just went south. It was interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll have pitchers in the bullpen when they're warming up and they've either got great stuff or nothing. And then it won't translate to the mound. And a lot, you know, sometimes that'll have to do with the mound itself when you're in the bullpen and then you get onto the actual playing field, but pitchers will talk about that, be like, man, you had an unbelievable performance. Yeah, I had nothing in the bullpen. By the way, in case Kurt Schilling gets into the Hall of Fame, he's going to go in. No, I think he might get in. I think he's six. He was 16 votes shy last year. I, I think he's going to get in. The team preference. So you could be Diamondbacks, Red Sox, Phillies. I think he was also a Houston Astro for a little while. Who wants to guess if Kurt Schilling goes into the Hall of Fame, does he go in as a Red Sox, Diamondback, or Philly? Todd. Boston Red Sox. Okay. Seton O'Connor. Boston. All righty. Paulie. I have a question. Is this Kurt Schilling's choice is what we're talking about here? I believe so. Phillies. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Really? Yes. Um, he said, if you take Boston out of the picture, look at where I probably made the ascension, if you believe I'm a Hall of Famer. It was in Arizona. He was on a radio show called Faith on the Field. Um, I don't know if there's bad blood with the Red Sox because he hasn't been invited to a couple of events there at Fenway. Um, Boston, if Boston is out, I don't think I was nearly as good in Philadelphia consistently. I was hurt a lot. The fans in Philadelphia were so good to me, S-O-O-O-O, and so good to my family. I'll be forever indebted to them, but Arizona just felt like the right thing. All right. It, this comes down to, you know, when it, well, I, I have people who respond as follows. How can you uh, say that you have no problem with Kurt Schilling going to the Hall of Fame? I, 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 because I don't have a problem. Because of who he is, the person, I don't like that. I don't like that person. But he didn't cheat. I mean, we, our philosophies are different. Uh, you know, what he has said publicly, I have a problem with. But what he did on the field, and I got to be around him his entire career. When you needed a big game, he was there see, yes, he, he did mislead the media for years uh, on the bloody sock, <laughs> alleged bloody sock. I think that that's got to count
2: against him since technically it was okay. on the field.
0: If it does come out that, that that was ketchup, then yes, then he should not be. You know, like, uh, but A-Rod deserves to get in. Yes. Of course. Yeah. A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Paul.
1: There's this interesting website. It's called Baseball Reference. It has every stat about every baseball player of all time. We use it all the time on the show. We use it for career salary game. They have a metric at the bottom of every player's page. It's called the Hall of Fame Monitor or the Hall of Fame Standard. Yeah. And they just put a number next to the name. And they said the average Hall of Famer is worth 100 This person is blank. And they have no opinion in the matter. They just crunch the numbers. And their Hall of Fame Monitor has uh, Kurt Schilling clearly in the Hall of Fame. Oh, Clearly. Based off hmm. only numbers, it's a it's a total algorithm. It's based off no opinion.
0: Oh, so they're not basing this off the voters.
1: No, they're basing this off his performance on the field and nothing else. And they they give credit to playoff wins higher than regular season wins, and so on and so forth.
0: David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, the only players currently tracking above 75% threshold for induction. Scott Rowland is also in there at around 72%. But uh, Hall of Fame is scheduled to announce its next class on January 25th. (laughs) Yeah, Paul.
1: So, again, go to baseball reference. They have the numbers for who should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds has the highest number of all time. The average Hall of Famer, they have a number of a hundred, get you in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds' number is three hundred and forty, wow. and there's only like wow. ten players in baseball history that are over three hundred in their metric that they have for being qualified for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's fascinating.
0: <laughs> and it comes down to it's it's the fans' game, and if you you know care about Barry Bonds and you want to go see him in Cooperstown, if if it's a museum. And can you tell the story? Do you want to tell the story? Do you want to put Bonds in? If you want to put Bonds or Clemens in or A Rod, I mean, I'm fine. Like I, I'm so drained from talking about this, because if you put them in, then tell the story of them that goes along with their Hall of Fame career. But if you're going to let them in, there's no deterrent. There's no deterrent. You might not get in immediately. But there's no deterrent because you've opened the door. If you put Pudge Rodriguez in, or you put A-Rod in, you put Clemens in or Bonds in, and please don't make the argument Bonds was a Hall of Famer prior to this when he was with Pittsburgh. If you're a Hall of Famer, you don't need steroids. Okay? He was on, on his way to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But what he did in San Francisco is all watered down because he used steroids. Yes, he...
2: Well, Paul had that list about Barry Bonds being the highest. He was like at like 342 or yeah. something like that over that number. Who are the other nine players that make up that top 10? Okay, again, this is baseball references,
1: and they just use statistical metrics for who should be in the Hall of Fame. Stan Musial has the greatest number of all time at 452. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, and, and and Henry Aaron is third all time. Babe Ruth is fourth all time. Overrated. <laughs> Guess who's fifth all-time for worthiness of the Hall of Fame? Alex
0: Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. Derek Jeter. He's above. A-Rod's
1: above Willie Mays, Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig. He's also above Barry Bonds by a couple points. Derek Jeter's way up there. They factor in a lot postseason. The all-time pitching, Roger Clemens is the third greatest pitcher all-time on the Hall of Fame metric. Is Andy Pettit on that list? Uh, I don't have him in the top 30. Is Mariano Rivera up there? He should be. He's a clear Hall of Famer. He is. He's 19th all-time. It's just because of the value they give. To the postseason? Not the postseason, but so much um, amount of innings pitched. And his is not that high. Right, right, right. Okay.
0: All right, let me take a break. Nice. Once again, the Super Bowl is not moving to Dallas. We're just covering the story that said it might. And it was treated as breaking news. (laughs) I'm hearing from people in L.A. that I know like dude wait when is it moving like i got tickets like no just i'll bring florio in and and we'll talk about this (laughs) antonio brown situation uh voting on the mvp in uh, the nfl we got a few things to talk to florio about we'll take a break i'll shut up back after this dan patrick show Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I watch a lot of TV. I'm not a smart guy. Sometimes I get confused. The USAA commercial with Gronk, I don't get it. Like, Gronk's not in the military, but he wants to be, he wants to be treated like he's special. Busted. <laughs> USAA. Yeah.
2: It's me, Super Bowl champion, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. But I'm special. What's your
3: membership number? Uh, 87. Actually it has to be at least a five to do it. Busted.
2: If they have one more letter
1: in the title, Gronk would have been able to make it through the commercial.
0: <laughs> And then you know the Rogers rate in Mahomes. Why don't they want us to get the Rogers rate? Like these guys are worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, these dudes are like they're like super rich, and they're getting all upset that the average people yeah. get the same
2: discount. Like, what kind <laughs> of crappy? <laughs> Why are you trying to make yourself look like? See, these a are
1: real jerk. these are things that bothered me. Maybe that's the reason they had that dip this year. At Mahomes, he's so focused on making money to afford the insurance
0: and, and making sure that I don't get the Mahomes or Rogers rate. Yeah, he's yes. faking being uh, it's me, uh, just an average sneakerhead. I work here to get the uh, <laughs> discount on these sneakers.
2: Why, dude? You got $500 million just by yeah. the stinking sneakers. Yeah, yeah, Paul.
1: But you remember about a year and a half ago, Aaron Rodgers shook off that bad agent that he had?
0: Two MVPs after that. Yeah. Well, one MVP, one coming. I wanted to have the agent on because, like, how does Aaron hire that guy to be his agent? or give the perception that that's his agent. Yes, Tom. But
3: why should Biceps Byron and Shreddy Betty also get the deal? I could see their <laughs> point. Come on.
0: I can't give it to everyone. Boston. Busted. Boston. Busted. <laughs> oh. uh, but I'm special. <laughs> Mike Ford. Tw- <laughs> it's, it's funny cuz it's exactly how he sounds. I know.
1: USAA. I'm <laughs> special. <laughs> well, this person is 20 seconds too long.
0: Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. You sure you want to be part of this, Mike? (laughs) I'm I'm enjoying it. I like listening to it.
4: And it's all accurate. And you know what? I think I heard that Hub Arkish isn't voting
0: for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he can't get the Rodgers. Oh, he can't get get the Rodgers. No, you get the Rodgers' wrath is what you get. And you've and you've felt that before with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Not not like Hub Arkish did <laughs> yesterday. It's always nice when it happens to someone other than you. Uh, what did you think of what? He, okay, what did you have a problem with with Hub Arkish?
4: Well, I have a problem with completely twisted and warped reasoning for not voting for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. It's about what you do on the field from week one to week 18, not what you did in the off season, not what you said in the preseason, not whether or not you were vaccinated, not whether or not you lied about being vaccinated. And I said at the time that he missed that key game against the Chiefs and they lost if this costs them the number one seed in the nfc it will cost him the mvp if the bucks are the one seed tom brady's going to be the mvp but the Packers nailed down the one seat. Rodgers' numbers were phenomenal. There's no way he's not the MVP. And withholding the vote for any other reason is wrong. And Hub Arcus shouldn't have one of the votes. I've asked the AP, is he still going to have one of the votes? Because they haven't cast the ballots yet. They should strip it away from him. And all he's apologized for, Dan, is saying it out loud. He hasn't apologized for having improper motivation. So he was flat out wrong. And it was refreshing to see so many people set aside whatever concerns they may have about Aaron Rodgers and point. Out that Hub Arkish was wrong to believe what he
0: believes as he plans to cast his ballot. It's been an interesting season for Aaron Rodgers because there seems and the offseason, it feels like there's been this roller coaster ride of, hey, we support him, we don't support him. He lied to us, deceived us. Man, he's playing great to, you know, the Packers are screwing him up. Whatever it is, it feels like it's just been this unbelievable ride. But I come back to the same bottom line, Mike. If you play in that division, you have Devonte Adams and you have an organization that is a really good organization with draft picks, except for Jordan Love. Why would you leave? Why would Aaron Rodgers leave? You're absolutely right.
4: And that's something Sims and I have been kicking around on PFT Live in the mornings. The idea that he runs that division... It's the worst division in football, but for the presence of the Packers. Where do you go? Where else do you go in the NFL where you slip right in and you have a great team around you that can dominate? You know, the Broncos are the team he's been linked to. Okay, fine. Have fun with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Have fun with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Have fun in the AFC, which has plenty of other great teams. You are in a great spot To keep winning with Tom Brady was a no-brainer. The Patriots talent was declining. He had a perfect opportunity in Tampa Bay where they had a good team. All they needed was a quarterback and it worked out. So I think Rodgers should stay where he is. And frankly, Dan, I think that from Rodgers' perspective, it all comes down to the next move the Packers make financially. Do they come to him and say, you know, we're paying you $33.5 million a year. That's the same Jared Goff is making. We know what the market is. You don't even need to ask. For, for a raise they should come to him and put him somewhere between 40 and 45 million a year with a full guarantee for two or three years invalidate the jordan love pick trade jordan love or keep him until the end of his contract either way rogers is your guy that's what the packers need to do next and i think if they do that i think rogers would be very inclined to stay
0: there's a report that just came out seaton do you have that from mary kay cabot who covers the cleveland browns you know, cleveland Plain dealer uh, has to do with Baker Mayfield. Uh, do you have the exact language on that, Satan? You know, I don't have
2: the exact language in front of me, but she basically said that unless there were reassurances given to him for next season, that he would ask to be traded.
4: Trade him. Trade him. Bye-bye. That's it. I-, I got no problem with it. And I had a feeling it was going this way. They need to do soul-searching about who their quarterback is. And part of the other uh, equation is he may want out. And I've had a feeling all along it was going to come to this. So... Uh, no, Uh, Baker, you haven't been good enough to make demands. Tom Brady can make demands. Aaron Rodgers can make demands. Russell Wilson can make demands. Baker, you haven't done enough to make demands. If this is the way he's going to be, they're better off moving on from it.
0: And you start to look at, you know, when you have these musical chairs with these quarterbacks in the offseason, let's say Rodgers stays. So Denver's in in the market. Um, Cleveland will be in the market. I don't know if the Dolphins are still in the market. I guess they will be. Uh, You can throw Carolina in there. There, There's a Washington football team. There's only so many quality quarterbacks who are going to be available. And I don't know if any of these draft picks are a draft me now when I play right away. How do you see this scenario playing out in the offseason?
4: Well, the first step is what happens with the coaches, because I think that has a huge influence on decisions that are made about quarterbacks and quarterbacks making decisions about where they want to go, starting with Russell Wilson. If Pete Carroll stays as the head coach of the Seahawks, he's more likely to want to move on. If they move on from Carroll and they hire a guy that Russell Wilson looks at and says, Well, this guy's going to rejuvenate my career and help me get to the three Super Bowls that he openly said last week he aspires to win. I mean, unless he's going to play until he's 80. He better find himself in a spot where he's more likely to win Super Bowls sooner rather than later. So the coaching carousel is going to drive it. And, you know, we're seeing this every year now, Dan. I think because teams have become willing to let the bird in the hand go. The quarterback who's just good enough. Okay, it's fine. We have a guy who's just good enough, but we can do better. And we're going to try to do better. And you see a greater willingness from teams to say we're willing to part with the guy we have In the hopes of finding someone better. The Carolina Panthers are the epitome of that right now. They desperately want a franchise quarterback. They threw out Teddy Bridgewater. They're going to throw out Sam Darnold. They're going to throw out Cam Newton. And they're going to keep looking for better. And I think a lot of teams feel that way.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if you could see a scenario where Russell Wilson leaves, goes to Cleveland. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because absolutely. I, and I think they have a style that is reminiscent of what Russ had when they had the Legion of Boom, where you had a good running game, but you, you could let him cook now, as we like to say. Um, maybe Baker Mayfield ends up in New Orleans. Chris Sims brought that up the other day. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, Denver, Miami, Carolina. I'm not sure, but, you know, it, it feels like that, you know, when you start to look at somebody's going to get left out and, and it, it, you know, is it Denver? Do I want to go into the AFC West? Uh, you know what I as we just you know pointed out, uh, Carolina, are they going to get it right this time? Do the Dolphins upgrade from Tua? Have they seen enough of Tua, good or bad? So I, I don't know. It, it's always fascinating, um, you know, the reality show that is the NFL.
4: I got to move on from Tua and I know that we're very careful about activating Tua. and on. They are very loud. They're very vocal and they're very loyal, but <laughs> just watch some of the low lights from the week 17 game against the Titans, including the oh. Brucey from the longest yard moment where his arm goes this way. The ball goes that way. <laughs> he, he's good enough. That's the thing. Are you tolerating good enough Or do you want great? And it's clear that Stephen Ross, the owner of the team, wants great. And they've seen enough from Tua to come to that conclusion. Dan, one team you didn't mention that I think is going to be fascinating when it comes to these dynamics of offseason quarterbacks is the Steelers. What are they going to do? Because he can't be Mason Rudolph. No. And Dwayne Haskins is buried on the depth chart. He hasn't done enough to supplant Mason Rudolph. So it tells me they're going to be looking somewhere for someone to step in and that's an attractive landing spot for an established veteran quarterback. Cause they got the defense, they got the coaching. Remember the googly eyes between Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin know, earlier this I year know. when they played, I know. I, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is looking for greener grass, not that it's very green in Pittsburgh this time of year, but boy, that's a spot where
0: he should at least be wondering how would it go for me if I could land there? Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater probably end up there. Uh, this, this, was, <laughs> this was treated as breaking news yesterday and a WFAA in Dallas. You know that now we have another site in case the Super Bowl can't be played in Los Angeles. And I thought is this breaking news? Are they saying the Super Bowl's not in Los Angeles? This is standard procedure, isn't it, Mike?
4: Well, I think the trigger was the postponement of the Grammys on January 31 in L.A. That's what got people starting to connect dots and say, what are the contingencies? And since then, someone from the L.A. County governmental structures come out and said the Super Bowl is happening here. So. Uh, You know, there's a thought that this is all going to peak and begin to subside. Not that anybody cares. That's the other side of it. If anybody cared, it would be different. We're at the point where we're past it, we're over it, whether that's right or wrong. It doesn't matter. That's where we are. I'd be stunned at this point if the Super Bowl gets moved. And if it does, it's not something they can wait until a week before the game. It's a fairly urgent uh, situation, especially for the folks at NBC who are broadcasting the game, to know, you know, where is our operation going to be? Is it going to be in California? Is it going to be in Texas or somewhere else?
0: Okay. Is there anything that could happen? where we would need contingency plans that the Super Bowl would move to Dallas? Uh,
4: Unless that there's, you know, some new variant that is even more transmissible, but far more uh, problematic from the symptoms it causes and the serious illnesses it creates. It would take something like that. But we're talking about five weeks away. I I think that the current belief is the Omicron variant is going to begin to dip and the clouds are going to part at least for a little bit and we'll be able to get this done. But 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 who knows? But they do. But Dan, you're right. They have contingency plans every year, just in case something would come up that would keep a game from moving forward.
0: If you were Antonio Brown's agent, and you being a lawyer, so let's factor that in as well. What would be your course of action?
4: Well, my my first guy would be to fire Antonio Brown, frankly, because he's (laughs) clearly not following the advice that they're giving him. Because I'm sure they said to him stay off social media let's have no let's have no outbursts let's let's lay low here and see how this plays out look dan i can't figure this out for the life of me because if the story from antonio brown's camp is his ankle is sufficiently injured that he needs surgery and he's done for the season why won't the buccaneers just release him and why is brown's camp complaining about and the hashtag is cut and caged They're cutting him, but they haven't cut him. They're keeping him in a cage. Well, it's not like he can go anywhere else and play because he's got an ankle injury that needs surgery that knocks him out for the season. I think the Buccaneers haven't released him because there's that sliver of fear that somebody's going to have to explain to Tom Brady why it was that Antonio Brown had 10 catches for 152 yards and two touchdowns in the game that knocked the Buccaneers out of the playoffs, up to and including Super Bowl 56 if he would land with the Chiefs, which I think would be the first team I would watch as a potential destination. So that's where the logic falls apart. If he can't play due to the ankle, why won't the Buccaneers just cut him? We're at the end of the season. Just cut him. Cut him, and, and if wherever he lands, he lands, especially if he can't play. So I don't know what to believe. I think everyone's at fault. I think it's a huge mess. It's great for business, but it's not great for the Buccaneers or for Antonio Brown. And I wouldn't want to have anything to do with it as an agent, as a lawyer, as anyone. It's too big of a mess right now.
0: Uh, let me leave you with this, and this is a curveball. Um, why isn't Dan Reeves in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, he will be, and I'll tell, you,
4: I'll tell you why. Now, in the past, there was too much competition with players for coaches to get in as frequently as they should get in. They've created this separate track now that makes it easier for coaches to get in, and we're going to see the backlog of coaches who should have gotten in, starting with Tom Flores most recently guys who will get in who should have been in all along. And you're going to clear out that backlog of coaches who should have been in. But I think the problem is, and it makes it remarkable when a guy like Tony Dungy does it, when you emerge as one of the finalists and one of the ultimate recipients of the bronze bust, when you're competing with quarterbacks, running backs, linemen, players, it's harder to compete with players. They've made it easier. So Reeves will get
0: in. Yeah, I look at the resume as a player, as an assistant coach, as a head coach. And yes, he did lose those Super Bowls. But man, I think Tom Brady's the only guy who's been to more Super Bowls than Dan Reeves, if, if that sounds right. And the challenge is how do you categorize Dan Reeves? Because they always like to have a
4: category. And sometimes the things you do beyond that category help you get in. It helped John Madden get in. It helped Dick LeBeau get in. His time as a coach helped him get in as a player. But I don't like the categorization. It should be your full contribution to football. And Dan Reeves did more than enough that he should get in. And he will get in. He will get in because of the way they've tweaked the rules within the next, I don't know, three, four, five years he'll be in.
0: Good. Great to talk to you again, Mike. Thank you. All right, Dan. Next, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host and contributor to Football Night in America. The NFL Players Association will investigate the Antonio Brown claims against the Buccaneers. We'll uh, have an update on that. Your phone calls, final results of the poll question, what we learned, what's in store tomorrow. All of that coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan and We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex.
4: You get your podcasts.
0: The NFL Players Association said that they will investigate what happened with Antonio Brown, some of his accusations. Was he forced to take a painkiller? Kind of uh, inferring that. And why can't they just cut him? If he's not going to be able to play again this year, shouldn't the Buccaneers just cut him? But uh, I just saw where the NFL Players Association is going to uh, dive into that. Well, they have to. They have to represent every player. Uh, final results of the poll question, Todd.
3: Which of the following will happen first? Kyrie plays a home game, 43%. Ben Simmons returns, 23%. Zion returns from injury, 16%. Deshaun Watson returns, 10%. AB
0: plays, 8%. All right. Well, thank you. I think Todd did a pretty good job today with the poll question. Thanks. Way better than yesterday, that's Yeah, because sure. <laughs> Seton tanked yesterday, so he didn't have to do it. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting it, tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile. Taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership. Today, I have this day in sports history. A couple of phone calls here. Even though Todd says don't take phone calls. it Once cuts in it. a while, it's okay. All right. Heather in Florida joins us. Heather, good morning. What's on your mind?
1: Four six 92 pounds. Uh, my favorite Danette used to be
2: McLovin, and now it's Fritzy. I'll
3: take that, thank you.
2: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Is that so, it? is that um, it, Heather?
1: No, I'm actually like want to give a shout out to my boyfriend because I'm stuck at home with COVID, watching your show, and I never used to watch it before. So I'm sitting here watching you guys, and we're putting around on the this green mat that I got him for Christmas.
0: All right. Well, Heather, thank you. Good to good to have you once again. We get shut-ins, people who can't move around. She's in quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. <laughs> hey, we'll take whoever we can get, however we can get you. Yeah, I normally don't watch your show, but I'm watching because I'm stuck in the house here. Yeah, Paulie. It takes a global pandemic to build our yeah, base. I'm f- I'm fine with that. Ratings bonanza. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just had surgery. Can't get up and change the damn channel, so I'm stuck watching you guys. Thank you
2: for the compliment. Uh, be awesome if Antonio Brown is having ankle surgery and while well,
0: he's yeah, laid up, be yeah. like, you know, I just yeah. happened
2: to tune in, yeah. guys, and yeah. uh, I got
0: to say, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I I I like you guys. You're a little leaner after you got rid of McLovin. <laughs> yes, Paul.
1: That's how you know Antonio Brown's uh, injury is serious. He can't get up <laughs> to turn the channel. It's confirmed.
0: <laughs> uh, Joe in Wisconsin. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today?
2: Hey, DP. Third time, long time. 5'10", 162. Got a couple of quick ones for you. Uh, wondering, sorry, I'm out shoveling snow. Uh, <laughs> wondering if any of, the, any, any of the boys are interested in uh, taking a Packers versus the field, partially nude snow angel of shame for the
0: Super Bowl. Ooh. Uh, anybody want a piece of Joe that you get the rest of the field? Joe's got the Packers for a partially nude snow angel. Man, that sure is tempting wish
2: I was more interested in Joe being partially nude, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is this top part nude or bottom part nude, Joe? <laughs> enticing know, as enticing as it sounds. I'll tell you you guys
2: are feeling, but, you know, I'm going, I'm going Nick right. I've been out here shoveling snow all winter and feeling pretty
0: cut. Um, does anybody want a piece of this bet? Front row? Because I know Todd's not going to do it. Yeah, I'll jump in. Okay, Seaton sure, will take the bet. He got the field, Joe, and you got the Packers to win it all. That sounds good, and
2: I just still, you know, I'm I'm losing sleep over the fact that the Gophers aren't playing at US Bank Stadium. It's
0: <laughs> unreal. It's unreal. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. I can't believe that we had a caller the other day. It's like, can you believe the Gophers don't play? You know, at uh... really need your thoughts on this, Dan. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't that our first caller of the day? Oh yeah,
1: not Rogers, not Brown, not the
0: NFL weekend. Yeah. I, hey, best worst of the weekend. Why aren't the Gophers playing at uh, U.S. Bank or whatever it was? You know, this is
2: a big story not getting a lot of attention, and I'm sorry, I just I got to
0: bring it up. It's the best show, isn't it? Hey, we're supposed to have a snowstorm coming in later on this afternoon. Is it going to be a a snowstorm sleepover? Fritzy,
3: I'm staying at a uh, hotel down the road and looking forward to a nice hot uh, breakfast in the morning. I'll be good.
1: Okay, Paulie, I'm curious if Fritzy is going to ask the 17 uh, year old at the front desk to shovel out his car like he did five years ago. It oh. is very possible.
3: When I get down in the morning, if things look a little too messy, I will see if there's a uh, a teenager that's kind of working behind the desk that wouldn't mind helping me. I, get I it can't out. believe you did that. I did. I didn't have the right uh, materials with me. I didn't have, uh, I had like one of those little baby okay, shovels. Do like, you
0: have them now? I
3: do. But back then I had like, I think one of those shovels that you would like make sandcastles with, not like a snow shovel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seton, <laughs> sleepover?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't like booked my room or anything yet, but well, that's you, the No, plan. Todd did. Yeah. Yeah. Todd's way ahead of the game, but yeah, planning on being down here. What about staying in the man cave? Mm, nah.
0: Get a little scared. Maybe. <laughs> well, the, the previous place there was the, there the was ghost of Jeff Goff. Goff, yeah, it was creaky those noises. Yeah, and Jeff apparently died. Somebody named Jeff died in the uh, the man cave. Yes. Uh, let me see. Oh, this day in sports history, Paul.
1: 1976. Ted Turner, the businessman, purchased the Atlanta Braves for only twelve million dollars. Man, did all right on that yes. deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this one bothers me. 2002, Emmitt Smith of the Cowboys became the first running back in NFL oh. history to run for 1,000 yards in 11 consecutive seasons. Not fair to Walter Payton because he had two no, strike seasons he would have had. Stop, stop. Uh,
0: 1994 on this day, Nancy Kerrigan is attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard two days before the Olympic trials. Why would someone do okay. that? Okay, thank on. you, Todd. Thank you. Jeff Gullulli, right?
3: Upstanding gentleman.
0: Yeah. Tanya Harding. I'm not here to talk about... <laughs> I'm not Paul. She's not going to make a skeptical. Out I'm not going to make, make a skeptical. Uh, what did you learn today? I'm going to
3: bring that stuff up again. Hold on a second, Paul. It. Paul uh, Ross Tucker has been very impressed with Derek Carr. He thinks he's a top 10 QB. Surprised their home underdog Sunday night against the Chargers.
0: Uh, Seaton, what did you learn? I learned Mike Florio is not afraid of Aaron Rodgers. No, he's not. Paulie, would you learn? <laughs> Chris Maddox, <laughs> not scared to come back at us. Todd, with the breath earlier today.
3: Mike Florio is what you learned. Mike Florio says Baker Mayfield hasn't accomplished enough to make the men's. The Browns should just move on from him.
2: <gasps> <gasps>
0: what well, we learned, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz GLE, first in class technology, leader in innovation, intelligence not yet seen from an SUV. Learn more at MBUSA.com, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow.